This is episode 131 on what to do if your spring race is canceled, featuring a brief call with author and writer of the New York Times weekly running newsletter, Ms. Jen Miller. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fitzgerald, and I have a lot of updates for you today. Most importantly, I'm going to answer the number one question that I've received over the last week. Now that my spring race is canceled, what do I do now? I'm also going to introduce you to Jen Miller, author of Running, a Love Story, and the person behind the New York Times weekly running newsletter. She had a marathon and a 50K on her plate this spring, but both races have been canceled. We talk about what she can do now and her unique circumstances that take priority over her running. If you're new to the Strength Running Podcast, welcome. I'm excited you're here. This is a different type of show because we also have complimentary resources for you on our website, strengthrunning.com, or on the Strength Running video channel on YouTube. So check out our past episodes or website for how you can optimize everything from your strength training, injury prevention efforts, your mental skills, and more. This episode is a little different as we're all adjusting to the impacts of the coronavirus. In our last episode, I mentioned that I'm keeping team strength running open indefinitely. This is our group coaching program where you get a coach, that would be me, a library of training plans, strength and core routines, ongoing education with a new expert interview every month, and the support and camaraderie of having network of other runners just like you. It is a team, after all. So if you'd like to see more details and potentially join us, go to strengthrunning.com slash join the team. And there are hyphens between the words join the team. So go to strengthrunning.com slash join the team to learn more and see all the details. All right. Now that I'm going on seven-person Zoom calls with my friends and joining virtual races on Strava, I'm really appreciating how important even virtual connections are during this time. I encourage all of you to interact with other runners as much as possible in the coming weeks and months through virtual races, online communities, social media, and other platforms. We're all supposed to distance ourselves, but we can still get close online. A virtual race series that I've joined is the Rambling Runner series. You can find more info at theramblingrunner.com slash virtual race series, or you can simply search for the Rambling Runner Club on Strava and join from there. It's entirely free, and this is one of the best opportunities to stay connected in the coming months. It also helps us answer this pressing question of what should I do now that my race is canceled. Now you can run a time trial and compete virtually against other runners from around the world. This is my number one recommendation for what you can do now that your spring race is canceled. Because this option has you continue your training. There was a great article recently published in Runner's World about this very thing, how runners should continue training as if they had a race, even though they don't. It's best for your overall development as a runner because it's the training that makes you faster anyway. So I don't see any reason why you shouldn't continue if you can. As long as you're healthy, you're not caring for anybody who's ill, and you're allowed to go outside, this is a great option. Another reason why I'm pretty gung-ho about this option is because training has more variety than just running for exercise. Speeds are more varied, distances are more varied, even a runner's shoes vary more when they're wearing different shoes for different types of runs. 
So for this reason, training can be a great way to stay healthy and keep you from getting too bored from doing the same run day after day. But now that I've said that, there's nothing inherently wrong with doing just about the same run day after day. This is effectively called maintenance running, or running just enough to get in some consistency, but not having any real goal. First and foremost, you have to decide what's best for you. If you truly can't bring yourself to train with proper progressions, periodization, workouts, long runs, and the typical elements of sound training, then I think this is a good option. I would encourage any of you deciding on this to continue running one run per week that's somewhat longer than the others, to run strides regularly, and to keep up with your strength training. That's what Jen Miller is doing right now. Jen is an award-winning freelance writer. She's an author. She writes the New York Times weekly running newsletter. She has anxiety, and right now she's balancing the stress of training with the stress of coronavirus anxiety. Let's listen in to our conversation with the caveat that I did have some microphone issues, so my audio isn't at 100%. Like most things right now, we're doing the best we can. Here's Jen. You know, we're just acknowledging that it's not normal times, and then we get on with our business. Yeah, that sounds like a good approach to have, a good perspective to have in these trying times. And uh, thanks for coming on, Jen. I'm looking forward to talking to you more about your running and kind of talking about your running through this lens of what do we do now, now that there's no spring races, now that we are a little bit rudderless. We don't know where our training should bring us because ultimately we don't have any races on the schedule. So it's kind of a tricky time for everyone. Yeah, it really is. All right. So let's let's start by chatting about you and maybe what your plans might have been before <laughs> before coronavirus what were you planning on doing uh if everything was still normal right now uh i had a a trail marathon um the weekend before easter which easter's canceled now um at least at church and um that is still on i i highly doubt that that's going to happen um and then I have a trail 50K on the 4th of July in upstate New York. And, you know, maybe it'll happen. Will I be ready? Probably not. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, remind me, when is Easter this year? Because I know it changes every year. Uh, hold on a second. I have my calendar. Uh, Easter is the 12th. The race, it, so it was the Saturday after Easter. So the race was um, on April 18th, allegedly. So they okay. keep saying they're going to try to put it on, but I have a, I have a feeling it's going to get, it's going to get canned. Yeah. I would say that everything in April will likely be canceled. And I'd actually be very surprised if there were races held in May, if I were to be honest, I, I think yeah. one could probably um, figure out that, you know, the all spring races in April and in May and, and maybe even in June are going yeah. to be canceled. Uh, so yeah, that, Trail marathon is probably not happening, but I was going to be very optimistic for the 50K on the 4th of July. So I, I think that might be something that you could potentially keep on your schedule and um, hopefully train for if you want to. For your listeners, I, I'm the running writer for the New York Times, and I also write for a whole bunch of uh, magazines that are covering coronavirus right now, including Clinical Laboratory News. I just wrote a big feature about what happened with testing. So work is really stressful. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm trying to balance 
making sure um, I can get my work done because I'm a self-employed writer, which is very important to keep working right now. My clients rely on me while also dealing with mental health challenges. Um, so running right now is I'm still running, but I'm not running at the same capacity I was just because I can't handle it. So um, that could change as things sort of, I guess, the new normal. Um, I had a I guess we're going to get into this. Um, I have to, I've been having, I have anxiety disorder, um, which I thought I had under control, but obviously things are not normal right now. So I had to spend most of today doing telemedicine appointments and setting things up um, just to make sure that I'm, you know, put on my oxygen mask first and make sure that I'm going to be okay. But I did run today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Jen, I, I appreciate yeah. you being here and sharing that. I know it's not easy all the time. Um, and, and I think any discussion on, what do we do this spring with our running really has to start from, well, what do you want to do? Because, right. you know, ultimately it's my job as a coach to kind of guide the athlete towards whatever their goal is in the most productive and efficient way possible. Now, right now things are a little different. And so your goal might just be to maintain your fitness, to not really train. And particularly if you are dealing with anxiety, that's probably the best decision for your mental health right now is to not to layer on top right. of your current stress load, the stress of training for a 50K in a couple months. You know, that that to me seems like almost a bad idea because, yeah. you know, stress is stress. And, you know, a, a lot of the things that I talk about in terms of injury prevention are things like, you know, don't try to do your taxes, go through a bad breakup and start training for a marathon all in the same week because it's just a lot of stress mm -hmm. and your body and mind have a really hard time differentiating between those types of stresses. So it's really important to kind of uh, make sure that your workload is not too high. Uh, I'm sorry, your stress load is not too high. And, and this might be a really good opportunity for you just to to have some easy running and and to not put that extra uh, pressure on yourself to you know hit a certain mileage level or a long run distance or workout splits or all those things that go into training right now may not be the best time for you for that. Yeah. So what I have been doing um, when I realized, I mean, I, I think about my last long run in Valley Forge, which was beautiful. Um, I have a dog who seems to think I'm mad at her. Um, because she can tell that I'm not, you know, myself these days. So I just put her on a leash and we go out for a certain amount of time. That's all we do. And I don't have Strava or any of that stuff. Um, it's about just going out to two days ago, we did an hour today. We did a half hour and just, you know, going running with my dog. Yeah. It felt great. She loves it. She, she was resistant to running with me at first and she loves it. So that's, that's the plan for right now. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. And, you know, for our listeners, you know, there's really only a couple options for what you can do right now. If you had a race this spring that was scheduled that you're training for, but it was canceled, you know, what are our options? I think our options are number one, hang up your running shoes. Don't run another step, sit on the couch and eat Cheetos for the next couple months. That's an option. It's not really an option I think is a good idea yeah. for your physical or mental health. Um, but if, if that's what you really want to do, then you know that, that's there for you. Um, then I think a step above that is continuing to run, but without any direction, without uh, any formal training direction, which I think is an important distinction. Uh, and basically what that I, I think is, is what you're currently doing, Jen. It's 
running for fun. It's not having any strict periodization or progression within your running. You're just running to, you know, stay consistent a little bit, have some fun. And, and feel better. when things do quiet down a little bit, you'll, you'll be able to start training again a little bit more seriously. Yeah. And it does make me, you know, cause it's very stressful. It's very stressful um, to just go outside with my dog for a half hour to an hour. It, it does make me feel better. And, you know, I, I hope we're not going to get to the point where we can't do that. I've been um, talking with some runners in Spain right now who can't even do that. Um, I do have a backyard and it connects to my neighbor's backyards and they let me use it. So I might be doing sprints across my backyard, <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, but I am looking at treadmills too. So um, I'll keep running in some capacity because it does make me feel better. Absolutely. Exercise is really the only miracle drug that we know about. Yeah. But, you know, the more I think about this too, the more uh, a lot of runners right now are saying, well, if I can't run the race, maybe I can just keep training anyway, but just then not run the race. And from a coaching perspective, this actually might be the best idea if you can do it, if you have the drive and willingness to do it. Because ultimately, we get in better shape as runners through the training. And then the race is an expression of that fitness. So in my mind, I would love to see runners continue training, do the long runs, do the workouts if you can, do, do everything that you had normally been planning to do. And then when you get to you know, the time that you would normally start tapering, you know, maybe you do a little time trial by yourself. Uh, there's a lot of virtual race series that are starting to pop up now to kind of keep runners a a little bit more entertained uh, when they're not congregating with other runners. So I think that's another good option. Uh, So you can do the runner virtual race, which is essentially a time trial by yourself, which is definitely not the same thing. No, of course not. No way. No way. I mean, there's a, I'm right now part of a virtual race series uh, being put on by the rambling runner podcast. I know him. I've been on his show. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt Chittam is putting yeah. together the virtual race series. And I signed up for the 5k, the 10k and the half marathon. But I am not signing up for that marathon. I can't <laughs> imagine racing 26.2 miles no. by myself. And it's, you know, people handle stress in different ways. And I found that some of my friends, their stress peaks at different times, they might have already peaked and, you know, are feeling more settled with it. You know, when I went through the worst breakup of my life in 2013, I train the hardest I've ever trained in my life for a race, but that stress was not this stress. So I don't, I don't want to make myself sick. Well, that's a valuable point. I think, you know, stress affects people differently and different things stress people out to different degrees. And so uh, no matter who you are listening to this, I, I just hope that you make a good decision for yourself and either continue training. And, and I think that's in the best interest of your running. But with that said, you know, we can't always prioritize our running. We're not professional athletes. Right. This is not how we make our living. So we have to prioritize, I think, our mental health, our physical health, and also, I think, community health as well. And that's one of the reasons why we're engaging in social distancing and washing our hands so much and not going out to restaurants and things like that. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we can be doing, um, but ultimately it has to be through the lens of what is the most healthy thing for me? and for my area and the people around me. Right. I I went to see, because this is the first day that New Jersey's been at a lockdown. We had a curfew last night. And um, I wasn't sure if some of your listeners might know what Wawa is. Um, It's a convenience store that's sort of like Philly area, Jersey, Jersey Shore. It's now in DC and Maryland. 
I didn't know if it would be considered essential. <laughs> so I ran by the Wawa to see if it was open and it was. So I guess we're going to have Wawa through this. Um, and I went to see there's a local business that's doing takeout window. And I wanted to see what it looked like and wave from across the street and let them know I'll be in later this week. So there was more purpose to the run today than just getting outside too. It was just check on my community as well. Yeah. And that, that can be a nice way to connect with your community when you can't actually, you know, hang out with your neighbors and, and visit all these businesses. You know, you can certainly run around and see what's going on. And yeah. it's a little eerie where I am because it's usually fairly busy. I live in the city of Denver, but right now it, everything is at like 40% capacity. So you go out in the middle of the street in the middle of the day and there's virtually no cars out. There's not as many people walking around. It's very eerie, but at the same time, it's almost a little bit peaceful for a nice run outside. Yeah. It was very quiet today. It was cold and rainy when I ran this morning. And I think that might be why, um, but it was, yeah, it was very quiet today. It's just me and my dog hit the sidewalk. <laughs> we were the only noise around. And I'm sure that was incredibly peaceful and, and almost serene for you. It was. It was a it was a nice morning. Um, given everything else that was going on. And, you know, I had client calls. I actually had a call with somebody in Denver today and his kids were in the background and he felt bad. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't care. Like we're all figuring this out. I mean, I've worked from home for fifteen years, so I'm used to it, but um, you know, everybody's figuring it out. Yeah, I'm I'm on my eighth year now of working from home. And so for me, it doesn't really feel like I'm sacrificing too much, even though my entire family is home. Normally, yeah. <laughs> normally I have the house to myself during the day, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely working through that. Um, but Jen, I'm, I'm glad that we've talked a little bit about your running and that you've made a good decision for, you know, your mental health above everything else. Uh, yeah. You know, these are obviously trying times for folks. And uh, they're, they're really uncertain times. And the uncertainty is what I think really adds to the stress and the anxiety of what's going on right now. We don't yeah. know what's happening. And um, frankly, I don't think we're we're incredibly confident as a country in our leadership. And, and that is problematic as well. Well, as a reporter, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on that, <laughs> at least in <laughs> public. You did just write a story about testing. Is there anything I you did. can tell us about that? Um, no, this was for uh, this was not for a consumer magazine. I do a lot of writing for technical publications and scientific publications, and this was for Clinical Laboratory News. And it's not out yet, but it tells the story of how individual laboratories around the country, when they saw that the um, the test that was going that the CDC sent wasn't working, um, started racing to develop their own tests and petitioning the FDA to change approval processes and what was involved in different medical centers creating their own tests. So you're seeing, um, at least we're seeing here, um, drive up testing and different hospitals announcing that they have tests. And that's largely because they developed them themselves. Um, but the regulations had to change in order for them to fast track these things. So hopefully we'll be seeing more of those um, very, 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 very soon. Yeah, I hope so. Is Should we be optimistic about that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Uncertain don't know. times. Uncertain times. I just told the backstory of, of how it happened, like how the clinical laboratory community sort of came together and said, this isn't going to work. We need to, we need to, to stand up right now. Um, and then also early lessons learned so that the next time, if there is a next time, that this doesn't happen again. Well, Jen, thanks for coming on and, and sharing a little bit about yourself and your running. And I hope uh, this is this all takes shorter than we think so that we can get back to our normal routine and hopefully with as little impact, negative impact to ourselves and our, our communities. Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to come out to Colorado for the whole month of August. So fingers crossed. 
oh, that'd be exciting. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're, we'll be open. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully Colorado will be open in August. And uh, yeah, let me know. Maybe we can share a couple miles. Yeah. All right, Jen. Well, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. So as you heard, Jen is in a tough position. I think we have to prioritize our general health and our mental health before our running health. And Jen is doing a fantastic job at that while recognizing her limitations and capabilities. Bravo to her for knowing herself. All right, before I sign off today, I want to recap that there are really only a couple options for what you can do this spring. Number one, you can stop running entirely and spend your time in hibernation. (laughs) I don't really recommend this for your physical or mental health. Number two, continue training for your spring race, but then just don't run the race. You can recover afterwards and then start a whole new training cycle. You'll gain fitness, but won't have the external validation of running the race. This isn't the most fun option, but it's probably the best option for your running and your overall development of fitness over time. Option number three is switch to a virtual race and train for that. This is the route that I'm taking because it's easier for me to train with a tangible goal. Number four, you could do some easy running a few days a week to de-stress, maintain some fitness, and not put too much pressure on yourself. This isn't the best option for your running, but obviously right now we have to prioritize other things over our training. Finally, before I leave today, I want to leave you with some inspiring words from one of my college competitors, a current colleague that I look up to, and the host of the Morning Shakeout podcast, Mario Fraioli. He wrote this on Twitter, quote, Amid these struggles, we have the chance to change the way we live, evaluate how we spend our time, better the way we treat each other, reverse the damage to our planet, and more. Let's take this time to learn, create, come together, and inspire one another toward positive change. I love that. Thank you, Mario, for posting this. To everyone, thank you for your support. Thank you for being part of the Strength Running community. And thank you for all the kind words and messages I've received over the last week. All of us will hopefully come out of this stronger, wiser, kinder, and ready for a hell of a fall season. Take care of yourself, and we'll be in touch. 